Dr. Michaela Sorensen. Yeah, looking after things for us this afternoon, of course. Uh, joining us, Doctor, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. How are you both? Hello, Dale. Uh, doctor, we're both very, very well. Thank you. I tried, I tried to call you Dr. Ross then. I'm sorry. He's Hello, already been Ma- on. Hello, Hello Michaela. Anything. <laughs> Hello, Michaela. Now, I, this, is for, this is interesting, Michaela, because I know there are people in our building that when they go uh, down a couple of floors or they might need to go to the car park, they use the stairs because they say that gives them a bit of exercise. And there are people that decide, well, if I'm going to walk you know, they can, if they can walk to work, they walk to work. We've both driven, haven't we? Is that, oh, absolutely, is that absolutely. So, so you're saying that if you just try and make yourself a little bit more active, that can have a huge effect. Yeah, it certainly can. And look, that's something I say to people over and over again. That Look, a little bit of exercise is better than nothing. And I think at this time of year, it's actually really relevant because a lot of us started off the year with great intentions to exercise a bit more, maybe drop a few kilos. But then we're back into the daily grind. And within a week or two, we sort of all of a sudden start to lose the momentum and it all gets a bit too hard. Um, But some research has come out that actually even backs this up, that they were looking at the way people commute to work. And people that changed from a passive commute, which is a, a drive, essentially driving straight to work, if they change from that passive commute to an active one, so catching public transport or walking or even parking a block away and walking to work, they lost a couple of kilos. And the thing is, that weight change was maintained throughout the year. And so a couple of kilos doesn't sound like much, but it's um, it's better than nothing for just a small little change. It's interesting you say that because I know in Melbourne, for instance, they've got free tram travel within that central Bistris district area and the trams are always packed and one of the arguments has been that it makes it too easy for people to maybe walk a couple of blocks because they can uh, go a couple of blocks they jump on the tram if there was a price signal they might walk and this is encouraging people and I think it fits in with what you're saying to to avoid that that little bit of exercise yeah exactly just the little bit can make a difference and, and look we're inherently lazy, I think, particularly when we know we've got a big day ahead of us and, and we're just going to be sitting at the desk for most of it. So just getting out, like you say, walking that extra block will make a huge difference. And also getting out at lunchtime and trying to get some fresh air yeah, um, yeah. will we'll really, really contribute to it as well. Doctor, there's something a lot of people don't even know. If you've got a uh, an Apple smartphone, uh, on the uh, icons on, on the front that come with it naturally, there's one called Health. And if you uh, press on that, it will tell you how many steps you've walked during that day and how much distance you've walked, even if you're walking a, a, a shopping floor or something like that or wherever you're going down to the car or whatever the case may be. A very good health indicator. You keep talking, Paul, yes. with the doctor while I look at yours and I'll yeah. see how much walking you've done. Hang on. The health one. Dear me. No, Hang on. that's it. And it can be quite quite confronting when you look at it. I look at mine sometimes and I think, gosh, I'm sure I've worked walked further than that. But then my justification is as well, I've got quite long legs, so I think I get cheated because I take half as many steps as most people. Oh, I see. So I feel like I need to... Start taking shorter steps. Oh, I see. That's your excuse, that, is that's it? That's my excuse. That's anyway, a shocker. Doctor, <laughs> that is a shocker from a medical person. That's terrible. No, I mean, this one, actually, that's broken. All that comes up is the letter O or something. Or no, no. It's a circle of some Health? kind. Zero. I'm sure it's because no, you've, you've done car, nothing. 1,287 steps. Doctor, 
1,297 steps. What's that? Is that him walking down the corridor a couple of times or what? Uh, that's yeah, boring. probably walking from the car to the office. You need more than that, Paul. Up and down to the tea room a little bit. But it, but it tells me, Doctor, <laughs> it comes on there and it says, you're taking more steps a day this week than last go. week. There you go. There you are, 2,599. And improvements are a good thing, yes. but um, it's all relative, isn't it? So it's pretty easy to improve on 1,000 steps a day. Okay. So. All right. Okay. <laughs> good on you. Now, now th- I find this very interesting. It's almost bizarre. So people who are striving for happiness end up more depressed. Yeah, and I found that quite interesting as well. So I read into this a little bit more and um, – you know, we all want to try and live our best life and be the happiest we can be. But it seems those that put the highest value on being happy or were searching for happiness, when they were given a, a mood questionnaire, actually were the ones that rated, rated the highest on a depression scale. And um, look, I think obviously it's quite complex, the reasons to that, but I think a big key in it is the word pursuit or, or striving because I think if you're constantly looking for something, you're comparing yourself to what, what's around and, and analysing what you're doing, you're not actually savouring the positive experiences that you're getting on a day-to-day basis. And I think it's those little experiences the small experiences that you live day to day that actually make you happy, not the thought of what you might be able to do or might be happening in the future. So I think it's a nice little reminder to remind people to just stop and appreciate what's around them, you know, whether it be the cup of tea you're having or the family that you're sitting in the lounge room with. Just really savour the small moments. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, good absolutely. Idea. Very, right. very good idea. Live in the now. Doctor, great to talk yep. to you. Thank you so much for all of that. Thank you, Doctor. My absolute pleasure. Likewise. Have a great afternoon. Dr. Thank Mika- you very much. Bye. Dr. Michaela Sorensen, so for what you should do, you yes. either do a bit more walking no. or you uh, you ask if you hear anyone around here, you know, say, oh, I'm heading up to shops. Can you carry my phone with you uh, and take it with you? So that way a few steps will be added. That'll be what in your dreams. <laughs> yeah, that's a thought. Anyway, just just on, on medical, we spoke with Ross Walker earlier in the yes. program. If you weren't with us, uh, we had Greg Page, who's one of the original Wiggles, the Yellow Wiggle. They had that big bushfire relief concert last night at the Castle Hill RSL. The news was that he, he had a cardiac arrest, uh, Greg Page. Uh, he's in his late 40s. He was unconscious. They worked on him for quite a while. A couple of the crew that were there, part of the band, there was a nurse and a paramedic in the audience. In the audience, Greg's, thank God. Greg's, yes. Greg's parents were in the audience yeah. too. They were quite distressed. Now, yeah. he was unconscious for a long time, but they got to him very quickly. He was taken to hospital. He's had a stent put in. There are some images this afternoon of him uh, giving the thumbs up from his bed. He wants tonight's concert to go ahead. Uh, Emma, the, the now Wiggle, the right. yellow Wiggle, yes. she stepped in for the end of the concert last night. I'm not sure what they're doing tonight, but they'll be on there tonight. And I've just seen some images of last night's concert right. of the Wiggles, and two of them are in their 50s. Jeff's in his 60s. Uh, Greg's in his late 40s. They bounce around. They mm. really do. They, they bounce around a lot on stage. Well, you think that'd be good exercise? Well, them, yeah, you? but I think, you know, it's. And he's had an, he's had an issue, yeah. uh, Greg, so, but he's okay. He's mm. had the stent put in. He's okay. And they want to make sure all the fans know that he's, he's well. He's in bed. He'll be in bed for a few days. And he wants the concert to go ahead. How, and they're raising how's money your for heart? Bushfire relief. How's your heart? Oh, I've, had, I've had checks. I'm, I'm okay. Nick. But you never know. Good you, you do never know. Because I'm not. The reason I ask is I've never heard anyone work so hard. Every time I turn on 2GB, it's... Well, we've had a few people sending us emails saying that, that, observing that and saying we have someone else on. So anyway, 